Stop! Sure you want the rest of it? Dirty Harry Welcome back to Dirty Harry Minute, the only podcast in the world to review every minute of that 1971 Warner Brothers classic, Dirty Harry. I'm one of your hosts, John, and I'm joined with usual co-host, Trent. Hello. How are you? Well, yeah, not too bad. Where's number three? Number three is still on parental duties. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, we'll see him probably in another 18 years 18 or years, so. Yeah, I don't know what film we'll be doing then. Yeah, John Wick 10 or something? Police Academy, Dirty Mission Harry, to Moscow. Terrific. Well, fortunately enough, today we're guested with three wonderful guests. A man who remembers when the Melbourne Comedy Festival Guide was just four pages long. One-time Eric Banner show writer-performer, Bradford Oaks. Hello. Thanks for joining us, Brad. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I, I love the way you said I remember that. And, you know, I, once you said it, I do. But now I'm quite old, so I don't remember a lot of stuff. What's this thing? Anyway. <laughs> Sitting next to Brad is... Um, You've seen him in the brothel or maybe selling uh, peak hole doors to door star of Rove. But baby, that was years ago. Jazz guitarist, comedian Chris Waynehouse. Hey, hello. Ooh. Thanks for joining us. Okay, got some. I remember I don't know seeing you, you in that brothel. I thought that was. I don't you. know what you're talking about with the brothel. It was there. a Foxtel show, is that right? Oh, was it a movie? Was it a... a oh, okay, was it a movie, yeah. <laughs> Were you a movie? I think so. You've never told me that. Well, I, ne- I never really remember. I remember going and doing something with Can I have your autograph? You may. Thank you. You may. Thank you. Well, I feel very welcome. Well, Chris, is it true you once sold peep holes door to door? Peep holes. Peep holes. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I I was just uh, well, I was buying something for my skateboard at a Mitre Tan, and I saw a box of them. Mm. And I was like, "Did they do what are these?" And he was like, "I don't know. They just screwed together like little telescopes." And he goes, "Oh, they're peep holes." And told me how to. And I thought, "Oh fuck, I could." I couldn't make money out of that, so I bought a box of them and a cordless drill and went door-to-door selling peepholes. Nice little earner. It was a great earner. So if you turned up and there was a peephole already, you'd just go... Uh, Yeah, or a glass door. (laughs) (laughs) Took a hammer and a nail and broke all of them before you... I once went around with glass doors selling little plugs of wood to to fix up the peepholes. The way to make money was I realised pretty quickly to go to the really old areas yeah. and just bash on the door. When they open the door, you go, oh, open the door to just anybody, do you? <laughs> and just as they shit Good themselves, pitch. you go, hey, 15 bucks, I can make that the year of home invasions. We can stop that now. Your first line of defence against a home invasion. Why aren't you still doing that? It's- so many doors without people. I'm leaving now to do that now. I'm going to go do that now. <laughs> I had a car full of light bulbs also. Hey, got any light bulbs out? I had the lot going. Wow. Yeah, me and my friend, we'd make, oh, maybe 300, 400 bucks a day. Wow. Jesus. That was big. That was big in the early 80s. A couple of skaters. We, we should just do that just for a, <laughs> make a doco about it. Got to learn how to do it again because the first one I did, I just blew the end of the door out. I didn't realise you've got to... Yeah. I'll just get something from the car and then you fucked <laughs> off. <right? laughs> 
And last but not least, one part of the excellent Film Slice podcast, the only Australian podcast to dare review Clint Eastwood's new work, The Mule. Not because we wanted to, but because we had to. Thanks for not calling him a skeleton. We have Jordan. How you going, guys? Thanks for coming along. Hey, Jordan. I also don't remember anything that happened in the 80s, uh, because I was born in 1994, which Mm. makes everything really difficult to remember. Uh, I had a pair of shoes older than you. (laughs) That's when Tony Abbott was elected to Parliament, Mark Latham too. It's a pretty bad year. Yeah, it's it's been a poor lifetime uh, politically. Luckily, I don't care about it. Um, <laughs> Typical millennial. Thanks for joining us, Jordan. No, of course. Today we're all reviewing minute seventy-seven. The minute begins. Minute seventy-seven. Oh yeah, one Be- of the one of the finest minutes of, in my opinion. Really? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this minute. Well, tell me, have I accurately summarised what's happened? The minute begins with one man looking at another seated man, and ends with that man dragging the other man across the floor. I think if you're going to set a picture, then you need to say hmm. it's a. African-American man. Yes, African-American man. Right, and looking at a white man. Mm-hmm. Right, because that is, um, uh, that comes into play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, With the words they use, yeah. yes. What did you think of this minute, Chris? I really loved it. I like a good bashing because there's a bit of violence in this mo- in this minute. Yeah. <laughs> and I really didn't like the guy. I don't like the character who is getting hit, so it was nice to see him get hit. Ronald McDonald's never been hit before. Yeah, he is movie. like Ronald McDonald, isn't he? I Seriously. bet that comes up in every podcast. It's actually a bit Joker-esque as well. It's very like Heath Ledger's Joker-esque. What, what about what's this about Ronald McDonald? He looks like he Ronald looks a McDonald. bit like Ronald McDonald. Oh, gee, that's a long bow, isn't it? Yeah. Really? I don't know. I, I I picked it straight away. I knew which one he was talking about. Yeah, <laughs> there's only too many. Yeah. But Ronald McDonald is. An African-American? <laughs> <laughs> well, he wears face paint. We don't know. There's no way of knowing. It's true. Cultural appropriation. He looks like a he looks like a Star Wars figurine that's been left out in the sun, doesn't it? Wouldn't, it, wouldn't that be a good jigsaw, though? <laughs> that would be a great jigsaw. It's like a Picasso yeah. come alive. I've got a bit of eye. Where is it? Oh, it's over here. Trent, previous guest... Evelyn says, oh, they often use craft cheese or some sort of um, food stuff to make the, the layer under the latex. What do you reckon? Is that right? Yeah. I was, whenever I look at that shot, I always think of that film with Cher um, Mask. Oh, yeah. yeah with Eric Stoltz as the kid with the... Yeah. Well, it should be taken. I always think it, he's but, yeah. got Betty Davis eye. Singular. Does everyone have a favourite, uh, like, abandoned building scene in a movie? Um... Mine, Trent, is um, in Midnight Cowboy where they live in that dilapidated tenant. I reckon that's mine too. Yeah. I like the one in Robocop. Remember in Robocop oh, when yeah, he yeah. went in there and just... They shoot every part of him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that movie last week and I forgot how grotesque it was. And there's oh, part yeah. where they stand over and they shoot his hand and it explodes. Like it doesn't like come off. It explodes. Like yeah. a thousand squibs just taped uh, to his hand. Oh, Incredible. Yeah. I like Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, that's an abandoned yeah. film. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, although it begs the question, I'm a, little, I'm a little bit pedantic about language. If it's an abandoned building, then mm. technically nobody should be in it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's yeah. like you're on a deserted island. Well, no, you're not. Yes. I love that one film where there's just no one standing in a building for eight minutes. It's my favourite scene from that movie, The Abandoned Building. It's just no one in it. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's eight minutes long. It's a great movie. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely in awe that you stuck it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, <laughs> anyway, I, I, would, I would have made four minutes. 
falling at ten and I just remember the, <laughs> nah, the book was better. Stick my like guns. <laughs> Spoiler yeah. alert! Like uh, nine minutes, somebody comes in. There's an end credit scene, yeah, yeah, when Nick Fury just walks in and says, "We're putting together a team of various empty buildings." Mind was blown. It's got, it's got trot fest. Right? <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. Wow. What's the, what's the motive? Oh, there's a key ring. <laughs> Trent, have you seen the Arnold Schwarzenegger on the making of on this DVD? Where it was like American Cop. Yeah. That. that- yeah, and he goes, What's Clint Eastwood set a new trend. He laugh at his movies like a comedy, then two seconds later be totally scared. Do you think scared. Arnie would have been scared by this scene? Arnie? Um, <laughs> probably. Well, that's probably why. I mean, I don't know what the thing was in Austria at the time. But yeah. uh, anyway, let's just, uh, yeah. Think Maybe. If, I think if Arnie was in the scene and he was the one punching, he'd be more afraid because he'd probably murder the other person with a punch. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just a single punch and then exploding head. So I love this scene. I love. It's beautiful. Is it too dark, or is it, is it the perfect photography? You um, get to see what you need to see. I know. Look, I'd, I'd much rather. I, I thought the special effects is very seventies back there. Anyway. It was better on your telly. I mean, no offense here, but it's a little bit dark. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I have it. I but I have the. I do have the light up on mine because I hate movies where I can't see and never and it's a kind of a theme these days to make them so dark and yeah. dingy thank you Dark Knight yeah. especially in like uh, video games as well it's mostly yeah. because I, I game a lot you can't see anything yeah like, what, fuck, what do you mean I got shot who's sh- shooting me everybody <laughs> said that about Game of Thrones and I thought you know people were going oh it's so dark I couldn't see anything and I thought and you couldn't hear anything maybe <laughs> it was a novel yeah <laughs> Trent have you noticed how the brute here has got a weird uh, belt, almost like yeah, Scorpio's yeah. shoelaces. It's a white string belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting yeah. 200 bucks. He's getting 200 bucks for this deal. Why hasn't he got a proper belt? Is this the, uh, it's getting 200, oh. He's going to go buy a new oh, belt. Oh, yeah, yeah, he had a rope for a belt. Yeah. It wasn't even a yeah. belt. It was just a piece of rope yeah. tied together. I know, and also, like, he, he's getting 200 bucks, but he, he lives in a... No. <laughs> yeah. I think he's like a that, troll under the bridge. <laughs> I think that's just where he goes to do his sh- shenanigans. Yeah, I reckon well, it is. And do you remember I said to him? I, I said to him the other night, "How did he? You know, after he got beaten up, yeah, how did he get out? Yeah, that's right. Did someone find him, or did he limp himself to the hospital? It's, yeah. also, it's also how did he find the guy? Like, just on Craigslist, we'll beat you up for two hundred bucks. <laughs> like, yeah. where did he meet the guy? Yeah. Oh, well, see, that's kind of thing too. Where you say. Uh, you'd say that in the pub, you go, I'm oh, really good someone to beat me up. That's it. And people go, oh, you should go to my golf. Yeah, yeah, I, I know a guy. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, always in this shot here, I try to work out which is potentially stunt double and which one's Andy Robinson. I like how also when he does his first punch, he kind of fakes with this one. Yeah. Like a real <laughs> fight, but then goes in. Like the guys paid him to bash him, so... You can go, here it comes. You could just really wind that up. And- <laughs> no, because, yeah, but you're probably going to pull away anyway. You know? Mm, yeah. You know, it's, it's, like, I, like, it's like when I was a kid and my old man tied with a string, a bit of cotton to my tooth. Yeah. And then tied it to the door to slam the door. Yeah, you know, you, you, you don't stand there going, oh, this would be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just, and ironically, like the string broke when I fell over, but my sister was coming through the door. Yeah, and I knocked all my fucking teeth out. Yeah. <laughs> I used to, um, I got my, my my little boy when he lost his teeth. I did it with his remote control car. <laughs> <laughs> just off it went, pop, pop straight out. Did he wake up? 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Unconscious for weeks. But the door was a good one. I remember loving the door. I mean, my, my dad would have loved doing the door. He would have done the door with Siamese twins. <laughs> he would have tied a rope around one of them and slammed the door. <laughs> Tie the rope around one and drop the other off a flight of stairs. Just that. <laughs> so with your son and the tooth, did you, was he laying face down on the floor? And no, he was, sitting on, on he was sitting on there. Was he was running with... away. <laughs> it, was a, it was pretty powerful. It was back with those, you remember those ones that came with the battery and that only last, say, 15 minutes? Mm. Uh, so it was one of those big ones. We were outside. He was sitting down. It was fishing line. Turned right up there, <laughs> right on the back of the... And, and man, fuck those oh, things went. I assumed you meant you just drove That's what I was thinking. No, 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 no. Yeah. I drove it away. I thought, well, wow. just driving. How do, you, how do you get the right tooth? I just do them all. <laughs> just get them all. Go on. My favourite thing about that is if you were to give that advice to, say, Trent and be like, no, no, if you want to remove a tooth, use it. And he's sitting there like, all right, probably we're going to drive this car straight into your face. That's what I was told to do. I've heard this. I've heard it works. <laughs> I wasn't given Lying any more instructions than that. down on the ground that. with your chin on the ground. <laughs> now, open your mouth, son. Oh, I'm not going to lie to you. Well, we should probably talk about the uh, black son of a bitch. Oh, I, I knew this would come up. The okay. N-word is only used once in this movie, ironically, and it's by DeGiorgio Early, the whole Harry, Harry hates them all, he's an equal opportunity bigot. Yeah. Whereas here, I mean, if Scorpio had used the proper N-word here, yep. do you reckon there would have been more than just on the house <laughs> the black guy would have... Well, he does say the N-word too, doesn't he? At the beginning, it was a priest or a not N-word. Yet. Yes, he does, so yeah. So he, he, he's not afraid of saying it. Um, I'm sure, can we just back up to the bit where you just mentioned mm. he's... His uh, his uh, nickname is Scorpio. Scorpio, yeah. Which is because it's got more impact. I, I imagine it was like Pisces. <laughs> oh, yeah, terrorising the neighbourhood. Got Libra on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it gets worse. There's not many good ones, really, is there? Cancers are grady. I take cancer. <laughs> I've got cancer on the phone. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> oh, it's Gemini. Oh no, not Gemini. Both of them. Aries would be a cool one though, because it's like the God of War type deal. So Aries oh, would have been a really yeah. cool one to go yeah, with. Oh, Leo, Leo's right. Leo's yeah. Cool. yeah, I got a lion on the phone. Sagittarius is a bit snaggled. Um, suffering Sagittarius. <laughs> when, when he said snaggle to, oh, that's snaggle, snaggle puss. Don't you laugh? That Hanna Barbera character. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> you go both ways with Scorpio. He could be a really problematic scorpion, or he could just be a little bug that's to stamp on. You know? Yeah, he's a well. It's got sting to the name, hasn't it? That's mm. the that's the good thing. But it's a self-appointed nickname. I bet his friends call him Nancy Pants or something ridiculous. <laughs> In the novelization, his real name is Charles Davis. All oh, right. Yeah. And they toyed with calling him Travis at one point. But isn't that the thing, too, that that's, when you embark upon this kind of life of crime, yeah. you, that's one of the things, you, you, there's no one there to counsel you. You go, what am I going to call myself? Mm. Uh, I'll call myself the Easter Bunny Bandit. <laughs> yeah, that's a well, it doesn't even matter, does it? It's like you, you, you go into the cops and go, look, I've got some, I've got a report on the uh, disgusting Central Park flasher. He likes to be known as the gentleman. <laughs> the gentleman flasher. No, the gentleman flasher. The, the, gen, the genitalman. <laughs> what, you, what you do is because they always send, like, they always send a, a letter to the newspaper, to the Chronicle. 
you know, oh, the Herald or something like that. And so you'd have like a, maybe a half a dozen names and say, well, which one do you think works for me? <laughs> yeah, just trying to say, I want to be called the Gentleman Flasher. I'd like to be called the Easter Bunny Flasher. Well, the, the Bonnet Man. I think the first thing you do is if someone like that sent in like, you know, one of these threatening messages to a newspaper and then nicknamed themselves. First thing you do is discredit them by changing that nickname to being something completely ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of being like by Scorpio and like building up on that thing that he clearly wants, just be like by some idiot, and just leave it at that, and he'd be like, "Oh man, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I went. I spent twenty minutes with that name." Yeah, is it smart to go? Hey, this guy's just killed a few people in the city. I'm going to piss him off. Yeah, yeah. that's ninety percent of Dirty Harry's thing, though. Like, <laughs> one review online trend is called Scorpio. He is a proto incel gun nut who fantasizes about killing marginalized people. Mm. Is that an accurate uh, description? Well, he's yeah. killed a young, Cat- pretty woman in a pool, a black boy, a yeah. Catholic priest. Yeah. Catholic priest, yeah. Did you notice too that uh, in that too, it's the Catholic, uh, they, they cut quite often back to that, yeah. obviously, that Catholic church. Yeah. Right. A lot of Christian but, imagery in this movie. Yeah, yeah but they have it. But they have Jesus say it, mm. which which is is not really commensurate with the Catholic faith. They don't know how Jesus saves. It's it's far more about penance, evangelical yeah. penance. Yeah, it, it's far more evangelical, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, you know? yeah. And so yeah, I yeah. think a lot a of the church altogether. Yeah. I reckon it's a beautifully shot movie, but there's a lot of lazy imagery in it. But it is also an indicator of the time. There was a lot of those Christian soup kitchens and all that sort of stuff around. There was a lot of those. That's where that. That's where that Pentecostal and evangelical religion got its foot in the seventies. They really started with the Peter Peter Graham and. Everyone's got a direct line to God. It's not predetermined. You can have your own personal relationship with Him. So are we saying Harry Callahan, the Irish name, he's a Catholic man obsessed with guilt, and Scorpio, some raving Pentecostal <laughs> Christian? Maybe. Long the, bow, no. the concept of him only killing minorities might be one of those things where, like, happy accident, or unhappy accident, I guess, but it's like, maybe he just wanted to be known as a murderer, and they're like, yeah, he keeps killing minorities. They're like, I didn't even think that I was only killing minorities. I'm going to have to go and kill out, like, just kill some normal people now. But every single person in the world is a minority. Yeah, I'm sorry. yeah well, there's only one of them. And that pretty girl yeah. in a pool is not marginalised, really. She's on a, yeah. a wealthy building in also, a pool. It, it shows you how things date, because back then they said, we're going to kill a Catholic priest, and people are like, I'm a god, not father, you know, father with wire. <laughs> and now people are going, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You're free of They all live. <laughs> Well, Chris, how do you prefer in fiction your serial killers? Do you like the calm mastermind, the uh, as sort opposed of, um, to reality, or the drooling maniac? You know, um, I yeah, I like in a, fiction. I like a, yeah, I like a very clever yep. serial killer. I like a, I like the Dexter. I like the ones that go around killing bad people. Yeah, and uh, like Harry. and I and I like them very evil too. Right. Like them, very sinister and clever. Oh, uh, what is it? Silence of the Lambs. Mm. Hannibal Lecter, brilliant yeah. serial killer, and intel- admirable. So long as I admire them in some way, so they impress me. What about just the scent? Like the difference between a psychopath and a sociopath? Like Begbie in he's funny, I suppose, in a way. At a resolve in transporting. Yeah, he's just a violent psychopath that can't yep. control his emotions. You don't really care about his backstory, but. Oh, that can be fun too, can't it? Well, what sort of what sort of killer is Scorpio, John? I think he's a very dumb one. 
Um, yeah, he's, gonna... he's not smart at all. He's he's just got away with this. The whole yeah. city has dropped everything, and he's fucking straight back on the train, yeah. making a wanker of himself again. Like he's not <laughs> he's not going to get away with it yeah. this time, you know? Like it's yeah, he could have walked away. There was that time where we've got to let him go. Or just go to a different yeah. town, like a different city. Yeah, Oakland, man, go to Oakland. But I, what I didn't understand was where he like he, he's living. You know, basically in a in a, a cupboard under, a, <laughs> yeah. under a, a sports stadium. Yet he has a rifle that's worth probably ten thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a World War Two artifact, uh, like a collector's item. Apparently, could have stolen it. Who knows? And he's blowing two hundred yeah, bucks on ass kickers. <laughs> he can get that anywhere. Exactly. Priorities, well, I mean, buddy. I seriously don't think people are running around in World War Two with wow. a, with a little attaché case going. Oh, no. I don't know. <laughs> my rifle here. Well, people on Reddit see otherwise. It's apparently it's a paratrooper Japanese something or other. I would, like if I was going to be doing that, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be turning up with an. A rifle I had to assemble. No, fuck no. And why, you remember when he was scoping out that target, yeah. and then he goes, "All right, now I'm going to do it," and then he puts the gun in. Yeah. And then loses the yeah. pl- panics when the guy's hidden behind a tree. It's like exactly oh, if, if the gun had been put together. That's when you start looking for victims. I actually think that the like one of the weaker points in this movie is the villain. Uh, Maybe unpopular opinion, but I really prefer my villains to have presence. Yeah. Um, like you know, you've got your Darth Vader or your Hans Gruber from like Die Hard. Those yeah. or the like recently the Joker, um, like the Heath Ledger Joker. They're formidable. Those characters that you walk in the room and they steal the scene, and you immediately think that the hero isn't going to win. One of those characters where like maybe he's outsmarted. At no point in this movie yeah. do I carry on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never really felt like um, Dirty Harry is at any point like I'm like outsmarted. Should you be called on to feel anything for the bad guy? I think again. I love uh, his cartoon portrayal in this, Chris. Don't you? I mean, he's not a deep villain. He's just all fate. It's like a Warner Brothers cartoon villain. You don't know what he's going to do. He's he's a nutbag, and he's he's clearly not intelligent or you know planned. So. Yeah, he gets out of hand on the school bus later on. Yeah. <laughs> he's going, no, row, row, row your bike, you can't, yeah. Mom. But uh, you know that bit too where he's, he, he's out there and he's just got his, like, telescopic sight. Yeah. And, and he's scoping out with the... <laughs> just whilst watching that thing and you've forgotten something, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. But, oh, bang. Oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. He just... <laughs> Before he had a gun, that's all he did. Before he saved up for a gun, just fantasizing with the scope of a gun. Like one day, if he was a true psycho, right after this guy kicked his ass, he'd pull out a gun and cap him. Yeah, like that's that's what he would yeah, do. That's a good or it's missing like a maniacal laugh well, we, at the end. We don't know how this minute finishes. And, and take his two hundred bucks back. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes, yes. So there's a little yeah. Is there a possibility you're beating up this bad? You might be like dry reaching or vomiting or whatever. Does that? Um, oh, look! If you get winded, I suppose. But uh, with any beating, there's always a risk of death. You know, you can, yeah. You can, but you're, you're full of adrenaline. Yeah, well, you know, that can also put you in shock. Well, not not like this. You're not. Well, it doesn't hurt till later on. Yeah, yeah. You're not full of adrenaline when you're just taking it. You're full of adrenaline in a fight. Yeah. But if you're just sitting there copping them, I think yeah. you'd be feeling it pretty. It'd be different for me to just sit here punching into you and you taking it. But if we were fighting, you wouldn't feel a thing, right? Let it be on. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying in terms of how you cut, like, um, you know, I've been in fights like this where um, I've not got to throw the punch. I'm right, yeah. <laughs> but you've been trying to. You've been tucking up. You haven't been sitting there. I was thinking about it. I was thinking to myself, I should do something. 
<laughs> I, 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 should I say the N-word? <laughs> well, Don't want to piss him off. Bringing that moment up in this minute, there's that bit where he like accuses him of that. Um, and he's like, I want every penny's worth. And then he punches him one more time. Yeah, yeah. And then throws him out. And I thought, I honestly, I thought, I thought this movie was going to go for like another, like 30 minutes of just him getting the shit kicked out of him from here on. Yeah, it's like that guy stopped about two pennies towards <laughs> yeah. the end and goes, yeah. are you sure you want the every yeah, yeah. penny's worth? Yeah, yeah. It's like, give me that just one more Chinese punch. Chinese arm burn. Oh, well, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Maybe a buzzer went off and he went, oh, um, well, your time's up. Sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I can't go over you. Yeah. rules, mate. It's like, please insert more quarters if you want me to keep going. <laughs> yeah. Trent, this has been called, quote, a virtuoso plot development without precedent in any movie. You think when you're watching this 971, you're like, what the... Deliberately getting paid to be beaten up. That fir- oh, just, just quickly, that first shot when he's about to punch, he looks like Omar from the. Um, oh, wire. The from wire. the wire. Oh yeah. Just at the very beginning when he's there. Yes. Yeah. I saw this movie for the first time when I was like seven because it's like my dad watched all of these films, right? So the only the like only every good dad should. Yeah. Right. So yeah. this is that. This is that movie that like my dad. Yeah. <laughs> This is that movie that my dad had like in the basement just all the time. So we put this on after watching a bunch of westerns. Yeah. And this was really confusing to me because not only could I like prior to that I'd seen like you know Spider-Man and X-Men and yeah. stuff like that. The hero just always wins and da 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 and the bad guy is evil for the sake of being evil. So seeing a guy pay someone else to beat them up was I couldn't grasp the concept when I was 7 and by the time the movie had finished I honestly didn't know what was happening. Like at that age yeah. I couldn't grasp because, you know, I don't know what the law was when I was seven or any of that. And there's like, you know, stuff that comes up later. But Your dad, when you, the police were coming around to raid what your dad was growing in the basement, you had a little bit of exposure. But, um, and then dad gave me 200 bucks to punch him in the face and drive a remote control car into his teeth. It was, it was a very obscure time. Are there any other plot points like this in other movies you can think of, guys? Or a villain deliberately injures uh, themselves to make oh, a... Oh, get, yeah, there's... Yeah. Um, oh, no, there's heaps, right? Where people, sort of been done a lot since. Yeah. Oh, uh, in Memento, remember when she know- he's struggling to find a pen to write down and she pretends, yeah. she, she roughs oh, herself yeah. up to pretend that another uh, guy had beaten her up. So, right. yeah. Gone Girl, where the main, the main girl pretends to be raped so that she can then claim that she murdered Neil Patrick Harris's character in self-defense. But there was, a, there was a movie once where this couple adopted this girl, but the girl was actually a, like a 26-year-old lady, but she was just posing as a little girl. And then the girl breaks her arm and... Breaks her own arm. Oh, I've seen that. It's, yeah, it's yeah, freaky. It's freaky. She's like a Russian, but she's just a little girl. She tries to seduce the f- husband. And a film I can think of that does it is The Removalists. The, oh, um, yes. David, the Australian one with David John Williams, Hargraves yeah. and yep. Peter Cummings. They've accidentally killed someone they're interrogating and yeah. they need to make it look like you know oh, yeah. he's fought them so that it, the film ends with the two of them bashing the shit out of each yeah, other hours of play. yes yeah. exactly yeah what is that with all these great plays set in Melbourne that somehow get regenerated to be in Sydney, Sydney Don's yeah. Party and- Williamson well Fight Club's all about this really isn't it the whole movie basically is about well Trent that's pretty much all I have to say about this minute except to note that in the script this or in the novelization, this is supposed to happen in Protrero Hill. Right. You remember that earlier? We learned I, that's where Harry grew that's up, where apparently. He grew up. And, and the doctor. Oh, good memory, yeah. Those Protrero boy hills has got to stick together. And we just Google. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Brad, I don't know if you know, but Clint was like the fifth choice for this after Frank Sinatra, oh, a whole okay. lot of other people. No, I did not know that. Oh. Do you think he's the perfect role as the, you know, quiet, angry whisperer for this movie, Clint? Well, look, I'm, it's, it's, it's all going to be hindsight because he, he is the mould. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But if you look at it, if you, if you look at, say, previous movies, like, I, I'm, I'm not a, the greatest fan of Clint Eastwood because of films like The Gordon. Yeah. Uh, which is ridiculous. You know, it's <laughs> the most ridiculous film I've ever seen. But then if you look at uh, uh, his spaghetti westerns, he's yeah. fantastic. Wow. And, so good. And, and, and Chris yeah. said this the other night when we were watching this, he goes, well, he's basically transported the character. Yeah. Yeah. He said it. Uh, and, it tra- you know, he's, it's a western. If you guys are agreeing, I said it. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, then yes. That's that cements this film as being like a Western genre that's been put in a modern day. Like I say, modern day. Back then, it was yeah. modern day. And quite literally, um, San Francisco used to be the end of the wagon train. Yeah. He's taken, you know, these frontier ethics of just shoot the bastard. That's my policy from the old West. Doesn't fit in this new urban environment where people have rights. Yeah, he's, he's hey, a, which we believe in. He's white. He's white. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. He's the lawman. So, and you know, Clint has followed that theme. It has. It somewhat condoned him to not have to put much effort into roles sometimes, where it's just like all I have to do is squint my eyes and whisper, and the like. Yeah. My history of films will do the rest. Yeah. Trent, I can see you bringing the the Roger Moore analogy of just eyebrow up, eyebrow down. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> then, then that's it. Speaking Roger. of shit actors, <laughs> <laughs> Roger Moore never bought him as James Bond. I think. So much fun, though. He can fight. No, no. <laughs> Trent, looking closer to home, would you see Brian Brown in this role? Or what Aussie... Uh- well, they, they, he did a, a film like this. Um, it's terrible. It's called The Empty Beach. And he, it was a Peter Corris was the author. Okay. Uh, Cliff Hardy, I think, is the detective. Yeah, and he, uh, Brian, Brown played it. And the, I, look, he was fine. The film is shit. And yeah, Mark Hunter from Dragon did the theme song. And that beautiful place to shoot a movie. Yeah. But I would see Jack Thompson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Perhaps in his role because, you know, he's a quintessential tough Aussie guy mm. in way. You probably- Did you count the money, constable? <laughs> <laughs> Got him. I'll tell, tell you what rule we... we no, that's, uh, that was... Um, yeah, Breaking Brand. He was in Breaking Brand. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Rule 303. Rule 303. Three. But that was actually Edward Woodward, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, he said that. Well, Gerard Kennedy. Yeah. I mean, he'd be the same as he is in, you know, Division 4, basically. But um, I love that music. <laughs> yeah, it's great. There's that thing with... There's a thing with remakes now, though. It's like, if we were to remake this movie on Caster and we're sticking with Australian, as much as there's so many actors that I'd love to see sort of come to that role, it'd probably just be Chris Hemsworth because he makes money as an action yeah, hero now. Sadly. Just put him in everything. He'll be the guy that's in everything for the next <laughs> year and then I'll pick someone else to be in everything for the next year after that. They, they bug Russell Crowe and we go, oh, he's an Aussie, <laughs> right? You know, because uh, you know, he is a similar character in... Um, LA confidence. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And uh, and it, you know, which is, I think it's his best film. Oh, perfect. Yeah. It's, it's one of the greatest films yeah. I've seen. I think. Or you'd go like Taron Egerton, just like make it really young and do like you know a prequel, and it's just him. And for some reason, he's wearing a suave suit and glasses. Oh, I'm not. I'm Grant Daniel Ricardo. He's curated. It's pretty high. I'm going to see it. Well, that's pretty much all I have for this minute. Brad, Chris, Jordan, Trent, can I invite you guys to be on another minute? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I'm just sorry. I'm just thinking Grant Denyer is Dirty Harry now. <laughs> going down that path. Dirty Grant Denyer. Grant Denyer is uh, slightly Dirty Harry. Yeah. <laughs> Am I standing on five phone books or six phone books? Yeah. Well, we like to end our podcast oh, with so a, you go, Well, do you feel lucky? Well, let's go to the board. <laughs> <laughs> 90% of the audience said no. Uh, don't know what to tell you. Oh, now Stephen Jacobs from the Today Show Minute. He, he's another 10 phone books. Get well. Koshi on there and just have Koshi do it. We're getting a bit iconoclastic now, aren't we? We like to end our podcast, Trent, on a Twilight Zone themed uh, mm. end narration for this minute. Rod Serling style. This has been a love story about two lonely people who found each other in the Twilight Zone. We'll catch you next time on Dirty Dirty Harry Minute. Minute. Rehearsals are good. Dirty Harry Minute. Seamless, guys. Seamless. (laughs)